All right, all right, all right. This is Those Heathens Over There with uh, Talk 6 with your boy Demarcus Black. Hey, how you doing, guys? This is Big Damone. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's TV. All right, so for this one, it's, it's myself. It is uh, Vic Damone and his DBE. I know you're probably tired of hearing from the three of us, uh, but the uh, T-Nice as well as uh, Diana couldn't make it for this one. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, move forward without them. Um, so the first topic today was originally uh, what determines blackness. And it was all because of uh, a situation or, or a scenario or, or a, a comment that was made to me um, in the past. Um, but talking to obviously the um, different ethnicities that we have in our group, it couldn't be just what determines blackness. So it became a weird what become what becomes or determines raceness, ethnicity. I don't know. I made it up. Um, so that's what we're looking at right now. So I'll start off since it's my topic. I realize it's every once in a while people make me wonder like who is the ambassador of blackness for me? Because when someone sits down and says something to the fact that, Hey man, uh, you're not black or, or you're, Oh, you're, you're an Oreo. Like what, what does that mean? Like how does someone else dictate what black culture or being black equates to? Um, and that's why I kind of came up with this topic. So what do you guys think? I'm actually glad you said that. Who determines it, right? Um, I think when I, when I was younger growing up, like I'm mixed. So growing up, um, you know, who do you identify with? Who do you who do you socialize with and, and things like that? And you have people tell you, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't hang out with us. You can't you can't sit over here type thing. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. really, it's, it's the people around you and what you allow. And I mean, in, in your headspace, how you allow them to impact you. Um, I don't need oxtails. I tried it. I don't like them. I don't need it. It doesn't mean I'm not black or, you know, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, I'll go skydiving. That doesn't mean I'm not black or or I'm too white or, or too this or too that. The things I enjoy doing. And um, basically, I'm not going to allow do black stuff. You don't do. I mean, well, you ain't wrong. I don't need oxtails either. And I'm I'm five shades darker than you, but I don't. I don't know what oxtail is. Oxtail is delicious. Yeah, so I mean, it's more Caribbean than anything, though. You being ridiculous well, right now. It, it and it and uh, you know, so I look at it like, um, but I if if somebody is is ignorant enough to tell you because you do or don't eat something that determines your ethnicity, uh, I you know, I just say kind of kind of check yourself and and uh, and see where you really lie at because uh, somebody else can't can't tell me or can't determine what I am or am not. Correct, but it's it's funny to me because my daughter is running around the house. She uses the word audacity quite a bit now. It's funny to me because how how can someone, in essence, have the audacity to come up to you, someone of a different race, and proceed to judge your level of culture within your background? Like to me, it's like, how's that a real thing? Like how do, how are you not acknowledging the fact that you're an idiot right now when you're coming out of your mouth saying these things? But yes, for yeah. some people, it actually like. For some people, depending on your age, depending on your your um, amount of um, you know respect for self and your your self confidence, things like that, that can affect people, especially like children in school, school age children, mixed children, things like that can actually affect um, their mental health over time. Oh, one hundred percent, absolutely. Um, and and it's funny that we're talking about it because you know, I mean, this is, this is not a new subject. You know, throughout throughout uh throughout history you see it a lot especially in uh in comedies uh, i think recently or not not very recently but uh key and peel 
they got a, a skit about them sitting in a restaurant uh, ordering pig's feet and hog moss and who's going to order the, the this or that or who can eat the this, you know. And honestly, a lot of that food just looks horrible. <laughs> and I don't want it. <laughs> it probably is horrible for you, but it tastes delicious. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'm not eating chitlins. Yeah. I, you know, I've I've never had chitlins. I, I smelt them before, but I never I never ate them. I, I, again, I'm a big component of. I, I'll kill some um, fried chicken gizzards. I do that. Yeah, I fuck with I gizzards. I fuck with gizzards. But yeah, but I uh, think I, I brought up when when the what determines blackness came up. I guess you know we'll, the elephant in the room. We'll just get it out of out of the way. I said, well, how can I really talk to that topic? Um, I knew what he was going at and what direction you were going at with the topic. I was just being a smartass. But I think that a lot of people, if you don't act a certain way, and this is going away from like eating certain things or whatever. Yeah, right? of course. And that's right. Fine. But if you don't act a certain way, then that determines the caliber of whatever ethnicity or whatever ness that, that you are. So, for example, if you don't act too ghetto, right? Oh, man, you're not black. Or. But what? But that's the, that's the thing. Like, what is what is too ghetto? And what? How does. How does one's behavior dictate their background or ethnicity. Like who, who sat down and said only black people can have saggy pants Right. or all black people speak with slang and, 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 and cuss all the time. Like who, who said that? That's how is that exactly. depicted as the. Exactly. And I, I actually saw a part of the system. Yeah, dude, I saw a skit, man. And me, me and one of my coworkers, we talk about this all the time. So he says that I have my, you know, my corporate voice, right. <laughs> And then I have the voice when I'm talking to him. Right. So whenever I turn on my quote unquote corporate voice, he calls it my plies voice. Um, now, for y'all that don't know, plies, the, the, the rapper, he said in one of, you know, he was talking on one of the platforms, either Instagram or something like that. And he said, I was talking to one of my friends one time and, you know, we were just having a conversation. All of a sudden somebody calls his phone and it was somebody from work. And he he went from like, hey, what's going on, bro? To, you know, talking like that to. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? How may I assist you today? Hey. So I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was growing up, my mom, my mom, I mean, my mom talk uh, talk all the time, but um, she she has two separate voices. And she <laughs> clearly knows that. She is quick to tell me this is her, and I in no um, politically correct terms, the white voice. This is her white <laughs> voice, um, for lack of a better term. Okay. Yeah, it's a. Th I mean, you know, it <laughs> I look at I look at situations just like that, right? And there's a there's a social acceptance, right? For a long time, it was oddly looked down upon to 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 be educated, right? Right. So when uh, mm -hmm. when you don't have an extensive vernacular and you can't sit there and and reach the quasars as well as everything else, you know what I mean? Like yeah, when you throw out words like vernacular, yeah, you're right. Hey, what, right. What's well, what's, if, what's that? What's that mean though? An extensive vocabulary. Yeah, because you know I'm taking it as oh, disrespect. You. you know what I mean? Using all these big words. He's good with them words. Right. Well, so how how you articulate yourself? It has to. It's a reflection of of your intelligence to other people, basically. So how you're presenting Correct, yourself also, is how other people look at you. But it's also affected by the the group of people in which you communicate with the most. It it is. No, you're right, and and uh, your vernacular is also increased or affected by. Uh, what you're reading, right? And how often you read. Correct. So, so yes. when, when I say it has to do with laziness, it's because we allow the, 
the slang to become more used in our in our daily uh, conversations as we converse, and and it's it's just a very ignorant sounding thing. Um, but to your point, I go like. So what I want to hit on is what I want to hit on is the word allow. Allow. You said we allow it. Now some of us are in positions in society or in our lives where we traverse different cultures and different acceptable standards daily, right? Day to day. Okay. But there are some communities, in my opinion, there are some communities where it is very easy to talk a certain way or act a certain way eight hours of the day and then only have to talk or act a certain way the other four hours of the day. Right. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense, but it's still a conscious decision to allow yourself to go that easy route. What I mean is um, you, you allow yourself, you allow your, your shoulders to drop and everything to relax and you, you don't put as much thought into the conversation because you can say, uh, yo, 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 you know, as opposed to, yeah, how was your day? How are you doing? How have you been? Right. Yo, what up, dog? How was your day? Did you have a productive day? You know, what'd you learn in school today, son? Or, or whatever the case is. Hey, yo, man, how was productive. the day, shorty? Give me your lunch money, son. Huh? I said, you said, Produ- give me your lunch money, son. Productive. What what we producing? <laughs> but, um, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's allowed to be lazy. And then it goes back again, I think, to how we want to be perceived in that social setting. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people, and unfortunately I'm going to say younger people, I don't think a lot of younger people understand the importance of a smooth transition. Or or they may have a mentality that they should be able to be themselves without understanding that being yourself doesn't mean you have to be, you know, like you said, um, ignorant or use um, words that are easier for your vernacular or, or things that are more common in your, your community. You should yeah. be able to understand your audience. How should I speak to certain people? Because at this right. point in my life, I'll be honest with you, I still use, I use slang from time to time, but there's certain things that if I were to say, I would feel like an idiot, like a no shit idiot. Like <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm never going to use that word again. I'm not going to use it. Cause it just it felt like I'm dumb. I don't want to feel dumb. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I 100% but I see agree. You, you know, and, and, uh, comes it comes and goes with uh with how much uh cursing you 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 wind up with you know the amount of profanity in your in your conversation right but um i do that all day (laughs) oh man hey veronica hey veronica veronica logged on and she said what we're producing is good emotional health and communications that's good that's good. I, I believe, I believe she's she's spot on. Um, in that, you just got to be able to look at your situation, look at how you want to be perceived, and go forward from there. Um, what I've stopped doing is allowing myself to be affected by the people that say, uh, "Oh, you're Uncle Tom," or "Oh, you you know you think you're better than us because," and and I don't I don't entertain that conversation. You know, I don't I don't uh, I don't give it a response. You know, I'll laugh it off or whatever. Or I'll just say, if you can't understand me, that's not that's not my problem. You know, if you right. can't follow my conversation, that says something about you, not me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it goes back to even our like upbringings and like what you've kind of strived to be away from. You know, like you understand 
or for the ones that have had humble beginnings, right? You understand where you came from and that kind of stays with you for the rest of your life because it it basically determines or it kind of gave you, you know, a sense of accomplishment, especially if you've prevailed. But you look back, you don't forget. But at the same time, you also see and you're like, well, look how far I've gotten. And I think that says a lot about the person when, you know, I mean, I'll call it what it is, man. I go home and I'll talk to, to dudes that are still the same age as me, man. And it's the same. I'm not even saying they're doing the same stuff, but it's just the same, like their vocabulary and the way they articulate themselves is the same as if I was talking to, to them when I was, you know, 15 years old in high school, you know? And I just feel, I just feel like, not that I'm better than them, but I feel like I've done a lot to get to where I am right now. And I'm not going to, I'm not just going to change who I am, who I've become because of, you know, Hey, I went back home and I'm talking to so-and-so now and I'm not going to be, and I'm not going to be ridiculed about it either, you know, because I, it it has happened where someone will be like, Oh, look at you, you know, look, look, look at you looking all clean and stuff. And, you know, now look how you talking and, and all this stuff. And and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, I grew up, bro. You know, like, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I wasn't going to stay in the same 15 year old mentality that, you know, at 35. Yes. It's funny that you mentioned that about some of the people you go home and see is uh, you turn around and realize you have probably traveled in your in your lifetime. You've probably been to more countries than some of those same people have been to cities. Right. You know, they're, they're very, very um there's a lack of culture right they've only subjected themselves to one thing and that's all they know uh where you and your your career is taking you uh to different places and your your culture has really grown yep so i'm gonna tell this one quick story and we're gonna see if we can we can transition uh if you guys have last comments so i'll i will tell you that there's been at least one very awkward awkward situation that i've been in where this kind of like rang true. Uh, my father and my aunt flew down here to hang out with me, the wife and the kids for a week or so. Um, and they're from Philadelphia. So um, they come up and we're hanging out. And my wife, you know, says, let's go to this, this cafe or place to eat. So we go to eat. Uh, we start noticing that, you know, there are people coming in after us that are getting seated first, well, not seated first, but getting like their food and stuff before ours. And they're taking a little longer on our stuff. So I'm, I'm noticing this, too. And I'm kind of making a conscious decision that I need to, like, get up and, like, go talk to the manager. But before that, my father and my aunt start to get louder. Uh, and louder becomes getting ignorant. And ignorant starts to go from being loud to being loud slash cussing, saying someone get, you know, the server the fuck over here. And then it, then it becomes me in this really awkward position where I am I'm his son her nephew and I'm like looking at them like yeah y'all need to y'all need to stop like y'all need to stop this and they're like who who are you talking to like you can't I'm like no this ain't this is not how we're gonna do this in front of my kids and my wife so I need y'all to like to stop and my dad literally looked at me and said well you're not gonna fucking one talk to us like that and two I'm about to handle this shit right now I said no 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 fuck you not so literally I had to I had to get up from the table I found the manager, talked to him one-on-one. We brought in the fucking server. We, we, we explained what was going on. We got the meal comped, all that good shit. But literally, like, I, and it's, it was hard for me because I remember being from Philadelphia. And I remember, and I still know that for me, 
anger and rage is like the go-to. It sure is. Go-to is like getting loud and getting ignorant and like messing some shit up. That's my go-to still sometimes. But I had to like stop myself and say, there are two children sitting across the table looking at me right now. And this can't be the, the normal. This can't be the norm that they grow up with how they interact with other people. It can't, it can't be not here where we are right now. So it was, it was super awkward for me. Yeah, man. That's the, that's the start across the board. When we were talking about ethnicity and stuff like that and, and how you determine in things, what you did was the start of the break in the cycle though, right? Like you, you can look at both sides of the picture and you now have a clearer understanding of what you can call it right, wrong, and different. I'm not saying that the, uh, the circumstances were correct, but, there is a more intelligent way to to at least begin to handle the situation, right? Oh, why does loud gotta be awkward? Why is loud gotta be ignorant? Because, because the I, way I was raised, raised, the way I grew up, that is the first way and the easiest way and the quickest way to get attention. Yeah, but loud, quickest way to get attention. Loud isn't ignorant. Like I got a lot of loud people in my family. I'm just a loud person. Just because I'm being loud doesn't necessarily mean it's ignorant. You get what I'm saying? You're saying, oh, like, no, but there was a clear transition. There's, there was a clear transition between them saying, hey, we need some service here to, hey, we need some motherfucking service over here because other fucking people being sat before fucking us. And I'm like, oh, okay. well, yeah, you we need to find a way being, to fix it. You can just say they're being ignorant. But I'm saying you you associate it loud and ignorant as one. So to anybody that's on the outside looking in, as in myself, I, I get you. I see yeah, what you're I associate myself. I'm a and, very loud person. So, and but people stereotype that as, well, she's loud, she's angry, she's being ignorant, but really I'm just being loud and passionate. So you get what I'm saying? Well, like, it's just a, it's a, I think it's just- Well, if you listen to Vic, last time we had this conversation, he said passionate, passionate is the way to, to cover up ignorance. I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, so then, then we, 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 definitely, we definitely can't be friends because at that point, if I'm, I'm just a loud person in general, so- if my passion is my ignorance, and I guess I'm fucking ignorant as fuck, then so it's and I guess it is what it is. I, I think, but if you all haven't uh, haven't realized, um, Diana has chimed in. She is up and with us and and giving some great input. So, Diana, my my thought is on the on you being loud or anybody for that matter being loud. The the volume the volume of your voice and the tone of your voice are two different things. And then, at what point? do do your rights and your ability to be who you are how where do they carry and when do they start to affect my rights to enjoy my dinner my meal with right with who i'm with like oh, like absolutely. you you're paying you're paying for your meal you're paying for the atmosphere you're you i get that but i am also so and and i i really i want to make that point clear like being loud is one thing, but the tone and the language you use, that's different. And I think the tone and language is where you get a lot of ignorance, not necessarily the volume, because you can be happy. You could be happy and laughing and what have you. You're just you're just loud. You're a boisterous person like got it. But I don't want to hear you be loud and cussing while I'm with uh, my children. I don't agree. in that. All right. So Veronica said. Veronica said uh, that's called maturity and that uh, being older does not necessarily equate to being wiser. Obviously, being loud in a restaurant easily can be trans um, or can be uh, interpreted as being ignorant. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's just a combination of yeah, understanding your surroundings. But sometimes 
just because you're loud or the tone you take or just the things you've grown up around, like cursing may just be a, a natural um, a part of your life doesn't necessarily mean that you're coming off in a derogatory way. You guys are sometimes sarcastic and it's hard to read in between the lines between whether or not that's a, a true feeling or if that's just you, you know, messing around. So I, I'm in the same boat. I don't know. I don't know when y'all serious. Yeah, I'm like, motherfucker, so, just, just offensive. So maybe you, you're, you know, when you're cursing or you're saying what you're saying, I may take it like, okay, well, you just being, you're offending me like off bat, but really in your mind, you're just like, oh, I'm just messing around. So I think it's just interpretation of it all. Do I agree with, you know, going to a restaurant and acting a fool? Absolutely not. If there are kids around, I think there's a there's a tone and a, a ambiance that has to be set in those type of situations. I'm just saying, I think sometimes you have to just look at the situation as they occur. And in your your situation with your parents, that was just rough. Yeah, it was. Yeah, my dad was literally about to. He was about to fight me. Anyway, um, <laughs> if we don't have any last comments on that. We will transition over to uh, Vic's topic, so I'll let him take it, which is uh, men and mental health. Well, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like it's really important to to discuss some of the things or at least bring up the fact that um, mental health issues, whether it be, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a range of things uh, already classified and and then. Simple things that are more common today, like uh, PTSD or or in like an ADHD or anything like that. Uh, what I've noticed is we really don't we really don't talk about it, and uh, I think there's a male ego piece that that actually looks to not not receive help for it because we feel like it's going to somehow um, emasculate us, right? Like we're not going to be as as, uh, as much of a man if we're sitting there trying to trying to get health uh, help for our, our mental health. And uh, I just wanted to bring a little light to it uh, and uh, and see what you guys' thoughts were. So I think it's every one, every person deals with every type of situation in a different manner. So just because and, and I've seen that, right, where somebody will be like, man, that dude's a pussy because of X, Y and Z. But then you start looking and you're like, yeah, you might handle that this way, but he handles that in a different manner. Uh, from a personal perspective, my thing is uh, I'm just like a, a ticking time bomb, man. Like I will hold everything in. And this is something that I identified over the years and I've, you know, slowly gotten better at it. But I will have an issue or issues will pile on and it'll just it'll, it'll I'll just take it all in, all in. And then eventually I'll just snap. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are exactly this way. Uh, but I've learned that just talking about things um, doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't have to be like in a professional environment necessarily, unless that's something that you want to do. But um, sometimes I just I talk to somebody that I really confide in, uh, you know, either, either my wife or, uh, you know, a really close friend. And that person might not even say anything to me uh, back. It might just be just a one way conversation. And it kind of feels like it, the burden just goes away or whatever it is that I'm feeling. Uh, but that's kind of like my take on it and how I see uh, at least a way to kind of get away from it. Uh, if you are somebody that's suffering from something minor, uh, but I think that's minor. I know there's a lot more bigger problems out there, uh, but at least from my, from a personal perspective, that's how I kind of, you know, take out my frustrations and things of that nature. So, for me, I think we uh, we kind of talked about this last week or so, 
Um, I think you all know when I'm already angry or pissed because it's not, there's, there's nothing that really, I don't hide anything. And for the most part, I generally aim, like if I'm upset, I generally aim to start fucking with people to piss them off to like start like legitimate fires. Like when I'm angry, I want everything to fucking burn. Like you want that at smoke. that time, I want to, you want that smoke. Yeah. I want to cuss everybody out and tell them I don't give a fuck about them and they can kiss my ass. I want to fucking destroy shit at work. I want to fucking drive crazy and honk at motherfuckers, yell and damn near die. Like for me, it's super, and I don't, I hate saying extra, but for me, it's all like, it's there. It's like, I just want everything to just to cease. And I get super belligerent and disrespectful to where I'm putting, like, sometimes I'm almost putting myself into physical um, altercations so that I feel better, which is weird. Um, but that that's how I usually deal with it. I mean, sometimes I can find a minute to like sit in my fucking silence and figure it out. But really for me, when it's silent and I'm already pissed, there's too many thoughts going in my head to keep me stable. Yeah, you definitely extra. That's for sure. Yeah, I just, I just was just been thinking about it, you know, situations at work where, um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been in the same company for, for over 20 years and, and seeing other people go through, situations where it's it's almost viewed upon negatively when somebody goes in and say you know what I, I really feel like I need to talk to somebody now you know there was there's a long uh time when it was you know you were viewed as weak or you were viewed as uh uh less of less of a man or less of anything else because you had to go see see the wizard right like you got to go see a psychiatrist or whatever the case is and um I really want that that mindset and that that vision of people to shift. Um, if if you were out riding your bike and get hit by a car and you got two broken legs, I think you're going to go to the doctor, right, and get some casts or get whatever needs to happen to get fixed up, right? You're not just going to live the rest of your life with two broken legs and let them heal however they're going to heal. Um, you're going to go get help. So my my push is is to change the view, or at least the way I've been perceived. Um, the, 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 let me take that back. The perception that I've been given on uh, men going to go seek mental health for themselves. So does uh, does anger management or therapy count as mental health? Absolutely, I would say yes. I think so. Okay, well, think cool. I mean, because recently I started. I mean, just, yeah, from stress from work and other things that I got going on, I I recently started going to see a, a therapist for anger and stress. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. All my like, if I ever were to see a therapist or talk to someone, it's always gonna be a woman. My wife knows that. Like, am I? I'm not. I'm not saying my therapist is ugly, but I ain't saying she. She ain't ugly. She ain't ugly. All right, my wife knows she ain't ugly. I know she ain't ugly. But I, I feel more comfortable talking to a woman about the issues that I have vice talking to a dude. And I think that's partially because of what Vic said. I think there's some kind of level of uh, consciousness of that maybe I'm being judged or maybe they won't understand. Or maybe they'll respond a certain way that will make me not as open to talk to them. Because in day to day, and even growing up as a child, I'm not used to like going to my dad and opening up. I'm used to going to my mother if I if I if I did that, right? Um, so I kind of carry that over in adulthood. So yeah, I have a I have a hot um, female therapist. Oh well, I think there's there's also like a different a little bit of a different perception <laughs> too on uh, on your your uh, your ego, right? Like you don't want to let another male know that you have. Um, what you consider to be weaknesses that you want to work on, right? Like you don't want to tell another man, like I have these 
these problems, right? Like you feel more comfortable confiding in a woman about those things. Yeah. That's because yeah, you I, men have, oh God, you men, I thought, I thought women were bad, you know, but they at least speak their minds. But you men, y'all are just, I don't know what that, that, that thing in your head that makes you think that, well, that person's being, you know, more of a, a softy or a girl because they have emotions or have feelings. I think that's the problem is you guys can't even be like legitimately yourselves around your your peers. Like it's like y'all are looking like that's insane. That's insane to me. Yeah, man. I fucking talked to Vic. I talked to Vic about some shit last week and he called me a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just find it amazing that you know you got we we all mature over over time, but yet that same stigma still carries that you can't be expressive or you can't be emotional without seeming like a bitch. Like, all so, right. So, so to I me, that's crazy. so to me, when I, I did, you know, some form of therapy in the past, and this is, I mean, we're talking a while back now, but it, and not to just like, it wouldn't have mattered to me, I guess. Like it just so happened that who I was, who ended up being my therapist was a male, right? And right, <laughs> but it didn't. I guess in my mind, when I was going through it, I I figured that it wasn't a bad thing, and it wouldn't have mattered if it was a woman to be anyway. But it wasn't a bad thing in my mind because I felt like maybe the man could relate more to me, yeah, because he is a man. You know what I mean? And certain things that I can discuss. So, but it's not saying that what Demarcus is saying is is not right like okay if he prefers a woman it's whatever at the end of the day if he can get whatever it is that's bothering him or whatever it is that's angering him out i'd prefer it it doesn't matter at that point uh i think yeah. he, he threw he threw in the fluff words like oh she's hot and all this stuff and i'm just like oh boy he did that, <laughs> for, the, he did that for the the ratings come on yeah of course you damn course. right i mean uh, it's not wrong but, but. uh you know I know that if I were to get into some sort of therapy now and this woman was hot and Diana, you know, my old lady, um, oh, you, yeah. probably, you probably wouldn't see me the next day. Uh, <laughs> oh, y'all better. Con- so, so let me clear this up. Let me clear this up. I do teletherapy. <laughs> all right. So it's not like we in the same room. Okay. We're not in the same room. <laughs> so basically she all right with it. Cause it's within, it, it ain't, it's not in person. <laughs> Hey, do you try to talk her into yeah. some virtual stuff? <laughs> you better get out of here. You better get out of here, man. We ain't doing I'm that. Slide her an extra twenty bucks. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm, I'm just asking. Questions. Did Did you ask her if she has an OnlyFans? <laughs> Listen, no, I did not. I will not. That, that costs more. Then I get charged. <laughs> she might be trying to supplement her income, like all these other uh, poor and fortunate souls. Exactly. And and I, I promise you, once 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 I start following her on on the OnlyFans, I, she can't be my therapist anymore. <laughs> she might. So now I'm losing extra she money. Might. No, 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 nay, nay. The wife, the wife will kill some people. Oh, I can already tell you, a therapist ain't cheap. So if you paying for her OnlyFans and the therapy session, you come out your pocket pretty deep right now. Oh no, that exactly. That, that, that machete might come out. Hey, sometimes it happens. You just gotta be careful. Let my husband have uh, some stuff like that. He did. Yeah. You better find yourself an old white. All right. So, do we got any more comments or concerns about the men and mental health before we uh? Nah, just uh, whoever's listening, I would just say that you know, man or woman, 
but this, you know, this topic was catered more towards men, but you know, it is a thing. And like, for real, like if you're having an issue, I mean, talk to somebody or do whatever it is that to get you out of that funk or whatever it is that you're feeling, don't just let it bottle up. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and so, yeah, really, I will say, um, I've not noticed, you know, numbers wise, like, um, the, the younger, the younger populace are having a harder time with suicide. Uh, I will say absolutely that is a permanent uh, solution to a very temporary problem. Um, I know it may feel for you like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life, you know, up until today, you know, there's still tomorrow. You know, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you so far. Uh, yep. You know, if you need to need to talk to somebody, need to work that out, do that thing. And you never know, man, tomorrow you may very well have just conquered something that one of your friends or somebody you know is going to go through the next day and you can help them out. So just just keep that in mind. Yeah, talk to somebody if you need. <laughs> I'm trying like y'all y'all be making it awkward for me. I'll be trying I'll be getting in there but y'all 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 said that y'all said what it exactly. needed to be said. But yeah, uh as long as there's someone you feel comfortable with talking to, talk yeah, to somebody. All right, so that last and final topic is um can lost trust be regained or re-earned? I also believe that's a, a a Vic topic. I guess specify what you mean. Like, well, I wanted to I wanted to create a or come up with a topic for for discussion that would really draw from both sides of the crowd, both male and female, um, both in a marriage and for somebody who's never been married. Uh, just trying to see, you know, gauge friendships and things like that. Basically, like at what level or what line do you have where once once somebody else has crossed that line, like there's no there's no turning back or is there like can they regain your trust? Uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm probably the epitome for um, giving people, I guess, second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Hell yeah. I, I, I'm on chance 47. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Those are true facts. <laughs> I feel like um, loyalty lies with being with someone during the worst of times, right? Because it's easy to just give up on individuals um, when they've wronged you. Um, but it's also hard to walk back forward in those friendships or marriages or acquaintanceships or whatever a situation you have. Um, it does make you think that the other person doesn't value you when that trust is lost or, you know, or make you, you know, tend to question yourself, you know, if this person equally cares enough or wants to put into that relationship to make it work. So I've definitely, um, I've definitely gone back on my word. My husband says I'm horrible for this because he's like, you're naive. You assume the best in everyone. And some people take advantage of you just because of that. And sometimes I can't see it because I just want to see the good in everyone. So I believe that, you know, you can regain trust if both parties are willing to work towards it. But if one person is staying stagnant um, in their viewpoints and they're not willing to at least hear your side or um, try to meet you halfway, I think at some point you have to cut your losses. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. I've had to remove a lot of um, family members because, you know, they couldn't see my progression as a positive thing. They just saw it as um, I was distance, distancing myself from them just because of 
you know, the situations that they're in, but really it was because their situations were affecting me emotionally and mentally. So, but I still talk to them and I still want to build those relationships. So I think it's like Stockholm syndrome, like you walk away, but then you feel like you've invested so much time in it that you want to continue to go back and try to make it work. But I don't know. I, I still struggle with it daily. So yeah, I'm definitely the worst for trusting people knowing that I probably shouldn't. You know, you just want to see the good. Right. I got you. I think and, people, and people got, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. No, I was, I was just going to say, you know, that's, that's kind of some of the things, you know, when, when people cross that line or when they, whatever it is you have inside you, you say, okay, this is my, this is my line. Um, you know, like, like you said, family, loved ones, at some point they're going to do something maybe that crosses that line. Um, and you got to really sit and swallow that pill. Like, am I going to let all of this go? Because I set this as right. my standard. Um, and it's not about going back on yourself and, and, and having a, a less of a self-worth. Um, you know, you, you have to evaluate that for yourself at the time. Uh, but it definitely does make you feel less, less of appreciated. And, uh, and that other person's got a lot to make up for. You know, it's just not like a sorry doesn't just cut it. You know, you got to really show me that, no. that you're, you're, you're willing to, to make amends for that. Right. But Ego, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, you won, like, Diana made a solid point when she said it's it's two it's a two way street. So if you're letting somebody back in, are they making somewhat of an effort, or is it kind of like is it just you? And then the other thing is once they do regain gain some sort of trust from you, right? Are you is it like one hundred percent complete trust in this individual, or are we talking like a certain percentage lower? less than half, like, or is there going to be some sort of thought process that you always, when you're referring to this individual, like, mm, I kind of remember this instance, yeah. do I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is that something that's always going to linger in your mind or is it yeah, like, you're kind of overanalyzing. right. Are you, I you think, know, are, are you being cautious? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think you can forgive, but you definitely still remember, you know, like you, you forgive, but you don't forget. And, yeah. uh, and that not forgetting, you have to check that yourself in that, yes, you can remember it, but when that memory comes back up, you can't let it uh, impede on the moment if you have told that person that you they've regained your trust. Yeah, right. that is true in relationships. My so, problem. Like, so I, let I actually, go or speak with it. And I do, I do have uh, like a relationship example um, just, just, uh, in general, right. You have a couple, whichever, whichever side, uh, cheats on the individual. Right. And, and they decide to work it out. Right. I'm not going to get into any details or anything like that. Let's just keep it very broad. All right. But you made, you both made the decision to work something out right now, whatever your right. personal thoughts are on somebody cheating, I'm not asking about that. I'm asking, I'm saying the situation is there is a couple, somebody did, somebody cheated, right? But they decided to work it out. Now, what I see or what I've, what I've heard is the person kind of always hold the, the, the person that was cheated on, right? Holds that over the other individual's head. Like it's always like a topic that will be brought up. And I feel like if that's how you're always going to be, then why'd you even decide to make it work or try to make it work at least? Well, 
No, no. I, so I hear everything that you're saying, you know, and, and in that situation, that's on those two people. And right. both, both of them are making a decision. Now, typically the one who did the cheating feels like they need to make amends. So they're willing, they're willing to get back involved in that relationship with a, with a full mm -hmm. heart. If the yeah. other, if the partner says, yes, we can work this out. Right. Right. So in, instinctively, you already feel like you're on eggshells, right? right and yep. uh, and you, you want to do what's best and you're willing to put up with a lot. Um, so really for me, what, it, what I would suggest or what I would say is when it, there's going to come a breaking point in that individual where they say, hey, that was, you know, that was eight years ago or that was 10 years ago. Like, yeah. if, if this is still the thing, then maybe we need, maybe, hey, maybe we need to go to counseling, right? Like, come back to that mental health piece. Uh, but maybe, maybe there's, there's a few things we can do that would benefit because obviously you are still hurting from this. Right. Um, but you know, a lot of times that, that relationship and cheating thing, like the other person just holds it in their back pocket, like a free pass, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing with a free pass is depending on what the little thing is they do, like they just keep doing that. Like this is my get out of jail free card for this forever. And that will have an effect on your mental health. Right. And that affects the relationship too. Absolutely. So, so I know my man been sitting in the green room waiting for us to turn his headphones up. So what you got, Demarcus? I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm listening, y'all. I had y'all on mute for a minute, um, or I had my mic on mute for a minute. I'm always the odd man out because the truth of the matter is I always expect the worst out of everyone. That's just that's just my go to. I always expect something bad to happen sooner or later. Um, you have taught me that I expect the worst out of you now. So trust me, I've learned from you. See, exactly. So now you you kind of you already ready for it. But I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to piece together what you said and give you an actually an, a, an intelligent response, which I'm having a hard uh, time coming up with right now. Um, but for me, the logical response is why? Like what what led to said person cheating? What was missing? What was the issue that made it happen? Because if that's not identified and addressed, then what's going to stop it from happening again? Like, yes, that one side of the person may forgive you. But if, if you forgive someone and they don't give a fuck, like, does it really fucking matter? Then you're just around. To be I think what you just said could be a whole topic for another show right there. That like that little segment right there. That's a whole topic, brother. Yeah. So that that's why I said when I use this example, I used it. I, I was very broad about it. I, I wasn't kind of going into the reasonings and all that. I was just kind of saying like, hey, you got a couple. Someone did wrong or both did wrong, whatever. But they still decide like I'm talking about a mature couple here, right? Like some not not no little puppy love. I'm talking about somebody that's been with somebody for a while. Something. A, a situ yeah, but here's here's yeah. the thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Here's the thing: when you say that, I don't think they decided shit. I think one side decided that they're going to forgive, and I thought I think the other side said, "Well, I'm gonna hang in yeah, here. It's been good for this me. long. I'm, I've been here this I'm, long. I'm the one let's that's just like, let's hang in. Let's just at this point, let's just see where let's just see where this goes. Because again, like we go back to. Um, you've invested that time and effort into something. So I can honestly um, relate to what DeMarcus is saying, which is, yeah, okay, well, this happened. You know, it's crappy. 
I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely not how I envisioned it, right? But I've invested 10 plus years, you know, do I really want to start over? So yeah. Hey man, it's cheaper to keep it's cheaper to keep her at that point. Oh, it's cheaper to keep him because at this point he need to be making a little bit more to be keeping me. <laughs> oh. Look, if you're gonna hit me with that, I'm gonna hit you with this. Time heals all wounds. Uh I think time uh You know I how much that child support fixing to be? Hey man, touch subject, dude. I'm telling you right now, child support is no joke. I'm just yeah. Look, you got Dr. Dre. His old lady tried to get him for 1.5 mil a month. Listen, listen, my wife, my wife got the ultimate threat. She ain't, she ain't threatening me for child support. She threatened to leave the kids with me so she can live. Her life. I'm like, I'm working. I'm working. I told my husband now. I said, this go around if you was to roll out, take them kids with you. I'm starting over, and I'm going buck wild. Take them. Do what you want. Uh, but that didn't happen the first go around, and I got hit with child support and alimony. So Ooh. I'm just telling you, there are two sides to that. So I can completely agree on some dudes are like, man, these chicks are crazy. Man, these dudes are crazy too. So FYI, the money, it's better to keep them or kill them. I'm not sure yet. Mm. Okay, that second one make yeah, everybody nervous. Get patient. We do. Yep. I'm- yeah. <laughs> My, my, you know, my old lady all the time, she'd be telling me, like, when I say something, I'll throw a little slick comment. I'm like, I ain't going nowhere, man. You know how much you know how much money it's going to cost me? And she'll be like, go. She goes, I ain't holding you here. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Sometimes I'll be thinking about I don't it. Trust that. Yeah, you do that. We tell them what's going to happen. You're getting all the kids, all 15 of them. You're getting all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you got a baby, baby. Hey, so ain't nobody. Ain't, ooh. <laughs> you better stay. <laughs> you might end up with a tiny baby. You better quit playing around. That's it's, not it. It's Saturday over here. I was up at six thirty, man. That ain't it. No. You gonna be you gonna be pulling you gonna be pulling an Adam Sandler from fucking Big Daddy. You're gonna be doing everything out there. Scuba <laughs> steaming it up. Why is she over there drinking culottes on the beach somewhere with no no responsibility? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we we covered a, quite a, a good amount of stuff. We talked about a uh, what what determines raceness, blackness, Hispanicness, Haitianness, whateverness. Uh, we talked about uh, men and mental health, and we uh, we wrapped it up by uh, talking about uh, trying to recover or restore lost uh, trust. Uh, so, are there any parting comments before we roll out? No, I don't have any. No. All right. Well, At this point, we don't right, know if you're trying to, to close me. us out. I don't, just. <laughs> I'm closing us out. I'm closing us out right now. We got we had a timeline. We had a strict timeline on this one. All right, so I'm 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 gonna walk us on target on this one because we always mess this up. I'm gonna say this is the Marcus Black signing out, and then y'all will say y'all goodbye. This is Diana Dirtree until next time. It's Vic Damone. I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for the feedback, and we'll catch you next time. It's DB. You could have been anywhere else, but you decided to spend it with us. So I appreciate you. Hey, so Demarcus Black, we, we appreciate you guys making the comments and everything on Facebook. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Hey, we still are planning to do that Halloween special. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm going to get a mask. It may be a clown mask because I know oh, Ego no, is afraid of clowns, fuck you. but I don't care. I'm not, I don't I, care. I can't. Well, turn your screen off because I ain't got time for that. People got fears over here. But, but that's what our next hope is. So we appreciate y'all hanging in there for talk six. Y'all take it easy. Good night.